Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, we're going to be talking about Jesus. Jesus is talking to us about being ready. He's coming. He's at the very door. And he's telling me to tell you we're not ready. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. Thank you so much for teaching us, for for continually having so many patience with us that you still haven't come because it hurts you that even one of us should perish. It hurts you that we're not listening. So help us, Lord, to understand. Give us ears to hear. Just keep trying to get our attention. You're so good. Love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. You know, Jesus has been talking to me for a while about not being ready. He was telling me I wasn't ready. And I got afraid, and I started listening. And now everything he told me, he's asking me to tell you. And I want to read this to you in Matthew 7, 20, 24. Jesus talks about all the things that are going to happen before he comes. And then in verse 33, he said, When you see these signs all taken together, coming to pass, know for sure that he is near. He is at the very door. And he's giving me this picture of him just ready to turn that doorknob as soon as the Father says, go. And I had an audible knock at my bedroom door one morning. Well, actually, it was on my door. It was like next to the door where um, he was warning me a different time. But this time, it was a door. It was a knock at the door, and I knew it wasn't my door. You know, you know the sounds to your house. And it was him. He, he showed me it was him, and he was knocking. And I said, Jesus, you're knocking. And he said, yeah, I'm coming. And then he gave me the scripture. The scripture came to mind. I'm coming. I'm at the door. I'm ready to open the door. And then just a few days later, I heard him knocking on the other side of my room in the morning. And these are all times before I got up. And, you know, I gave Jesus permission a long time ago to correct me because I realized that um, if he doesn't correct me, then all these crises are going to be going on. Things are going to be happening. I'm going to be ignorant of things to come. And so he tells me things to come because I want him to. I want him to tell me. I want him to correct me. So much of the time people shy away from correction. And I know I did the first couple times. It doesn't feel good. It, it, it feels icky. It's a conviction. But Jesus said not to worry. But it's a good thing. Revelation 3.19, he said he dearly and tenderly loves us. And that's why he corrects us. And so when we heed his voice, he said in verse 20, then he'll come and he'll live on the inside of us and he's going to prepare us for things to come. And so he's saying he's at the door. I was walking that day and I remember thinking, why, why is he knocking? You know, why? why? And, and the Holy Spirit said, because he's a gentleman. He doesn't want to come like a thief in the night. That's not what he wants to do. He's knocking at the door because he's a gentleman. He's warning us of things to come. No, we don't know the day or the hour, but he's saying the time is near. And, you know, I know that he gives plenty of time when he gives warning in my life. He does. But sometimes when he says something, some things, it seems like it's going to come right away. I remember um, a few years back, I was on my way to go Christmas shopping, and I heard him say, 
there was something going on on the radio, you know, everything's about Santa. And he sounded so um, angry when he said, Santa's not coming, I am. We're so busy getting ready for Santa that we don't even take the time to get ready for Jesus. You know, we talked about yesterday that people are so wrapped up engrossed in themselves, in their lives. You know, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? Where's Susie going to go to school? How many do this? How many do that? And Jesus is out of the picture. Yet, we think on that day when he shows up, we can call him Lord. And he's going to say, yeah, you know, we spent all this time together. You know, I gave my life so my spirit can come live on the inside of you. Yeah, you didn't have time for me. You didn't hear me. You're not in agreement with me. You don't know me. How are you going to move in with him if you don't know him? I am so hungry for correction. I want to know him. And the more he corrects me, the more I know him. The more I heed his voice, the more understanding I have. And the more understanding I have, the closer I am to him. And probably the weirder I seem to you. Because when you conform to his likeness, you don't live life like you used to live life anymore. You live life differently. It's not the same thing. He's preparing you to live with him. Can you imagine how different your life is going to be right now compared to if tomorrow you were in heaven with him? How different would it be? You know, when you talk to him all day long and you're having conversation with him and you say, oh, don't do that. That's not a good choice. And I'd like you to do this for me. I'm grieving, I'm coming, and my children aren't ready. Would you spend your time doing this instead of doing this thing for yourself? When you go to the store, when he says it's better to give than to receive, when he tells you that in heaven there's not garbage laying all over the ground, and so he asks you to pick it up because he wants you to be that example for him. I don't even know what I started out saying, but it's not going to be the same as you live here if you don't start living with him now. Thinking his thoughts now, conforming to his way now, and being different so that people can see the difference. Having integrity just because Jesus does. Not just when someone's looking, or not saying just what that person wants, wants, um, wants to, not just saying what you think that person wants to hear, just to be polite, but to be real, to be set free, to be who you called he called you to be, to be like him. You know, so much of the time there, there's, you know, I noticed in my life that people lie to me left and right, and it's because they don't have, maybe they're trying not to hurt my feelings, but they, they just don't say what they mean. They don't act what they mean. And, you know, I see that if they don't have integrity, integrity with me, how are they going to have it with Jesus? Jesus, I know you're saying this to me. I know what you're saying, but I can't do that. My friends are doing this, or so-and-so is doing that, and it'll be too hard, and I can't be like that in front of them. If you deny him, he's going to deny you. If you ignore him, he's going to ignore you. And, you know, I've, I've been learning this stuff. And when you get that, that close to him, you can't ignore him anymore. You can't just say, Jesus, I can't because of my brother, or I can't because of my sister, or I can't because of this person in my life. You're going to be saying to that person, I can't because of Jesus. I'm committed to Jesus. I'm going to marry Jesus. 
you're not going to stand before those other people on that day. It doesn't matter what they think, and you got to let Jesus set you free from that. He's knocking at the door. He's just about ready to open the door. And if you're not ready, he's going to say, I wasn't acquainted with you. That's what he said to the five foolish virgins. And those represent the people that weren't getting ready. The wise ones were getting ready. They're watching, they're praying, which means they're talking to Jesus. They're giving strict attention to him because they know at any moment the prince could show up. The king is going to show up. And if you're not ready, he's going to close the door on you. He was showing me at one part in my life that he would have to close the door on me because I wasn't getting ready. I was being foolish. I was just living for myself, and that's not how you live in the kingdom of God. It's about love, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, is caring about what he cares about, and he cares about your neighbor. He cares about those people around you, and he's calling you to serve them. When Jesus was here, he didn't serve himself. He was the richest one here, but he didn't, he didn't act that way. He didn't live that way. He gave of himself. He showed the Father, and he's asking us to show the Father. He's asking us to do his work. So many people think they're ready for Jesus. He's knocking at the door, and they're still not listening. He's being a gentleman. He's telling us beforehand that he's coming, but we're not listening because we're so, excuse me, but we're so full of ourselves. Our life is about us. What about me? We're so focused on ourselves that we can't see that he's coming. And if we stay in that place, we're not going to be able to see. We're not going to have ears to hear because we're so about ourselves. You have to give yourself up. You have to give your life away in order to be ready for Jesus. That's what he did. He's asking you to lay down your life, and that is a privilege. He's inviting you to live with him forever. But in order to do that, you have to be like him. You have to give yourself away. Give, and it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You know, when he first told me he was coming, I I just thought like everyone else, well, that'll be a while because I have so many assignments that he gave me, and yeah, just had this thinking. But then when I heard him myself say, it's sooner than you think. And then when I heard all the warnings, like the knocking in my room, And him standing in my room and telling me it was a great time of testing. He's separating. You know your your name can be blotted out of the book of life. You can get your name in there. But the Word of God tells us in Revelation 3, 5, that if you're not an overcomer, if you don't ever overcome all these obstacles, all these things that are in your way of getting ready for Jesus, if you don't take the time for him, then you're not going to be an overcomer. You're going to be overcome by the enemy. Jesus said, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come. The plan is not for you to be overcome, but the plan is for you to overcome, to follow the lamb wherever he goes. And you can't follow him. You can't hear the knock at the door if you're not paying attention to him. And if you're not paying attention to him, you're going to conform to the world. You're going to be walking on that wide path And when he comes, it'll be too late. And that's not the plan. That's not the plan. His will is the plan. And his will, he said, is that none would perish. He's grieving because we're not ready. 
And pretty soon he just has to come because there's so much suffering. He's going to have to start over just like in the day of Noah. And he's already crying ahead of time because he knows what is to come. Think about how many people were on the ark. How many people were on that ship? How many people are going to be ready when Jesus comes? How many people do you know that are conforming to the world? Even if they call themselves Christians, are they really talking to Jesus all the time? Who do you call when you have a problem? Who do you call when you need advice? Who do you call on? Is it Jesus or do you have a person? Are you going to stand before that person? Is that person your God? You don't even know what's going on, and neither do they until you find out what Jesus is thinking, and you can't find out what he's thinking. You don't know what he's going through. You don't know his emotions if you don't spend time with him. I just want to encourage you to just start talking to him. Start looking at his word. The key to hear him is to obey him. When you obey him, he's going to manifest himself to you. When you obey him, you have his attention. When you obey him, you're moving in with him, and you're going to hear the knock. You're going to hear the warning. You're going to see exactly who he is, and you're going to be able to make a clear choice of where you want to be. You're going to be able to let go of all those little gods you got going on in your life that you put before him, people, places, things, money. You can't serve both. So he's knocking at the door. He's ready to turn that doorknob. I don't know how long that means in our day. I don't know, but I know that he's giving us plenty of time, plenty of warning, because he loves us. He's giving us plenty of warning to make a clear choice. If you just keep turning him away, then you're ignoring him, and on that day, he's going to say, you disregarded my father's commands. You ignored me, so now I have to ignore you. That's not what he wants. That's why he's telling us ahead of time. That's why he's knocking at the door. If you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you with the intention of heeding his voice, with the intention of laying your life down and following the lamb wherever he goes, I just want to challenge you to do that today. He said, if you heed his voice, he's going to come live on the inside of you. When he comes to live on the inside of you, you're going to see life a whole different way. You're going to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And then the enemy is going to come and try to take that from you. And you got to fight. You got to be that overcomer. You got to fight. The kingdom of God is taken by force. It's not that easy. You're not ready. If you were ready, you would have already arrived. I'm not ready. You're not ready. We're not ready. We're to be preparing the way for him. We're to be like him. And we're nothing like him. We aren't. Let him transform you. Let him recreate you in his likeness. Don't say the prayer thinking, oh, I made it, I'm going to heaven. That's not true. You have to be like him, conform to him, follow him, obey him, know him. I just wrote a book, and the reason I, I wrote the book for God is because he's saying, my people don't know me. They think they're going to move in with me. They don't know me. They don't agree with me. Some very strongly disagree with me, but then all of a sudden, magically on that day, when they leave here or when I get here, they think that they're going to be in that right line. And in the book, I teach you how to know him. And he, he teaches us what he looks like and what's important to him and how we have to be in agreement with that. It's a really good book. I encourage you to get it. It's called The Man in the Red Tattered Shirt. And I just want to ensure you to get that book. You'll be so much closer to him. 
than you are now. I know you will be. It's so ministered to me, just writing the book and the revelation he kept giving me. Let's say that prayer, Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. We're willing to heed your voice. We're not just going to say a prayer and expect to live with you, but we're going to heed your voice. We're going to transform into your likeness. We commit to you. You said that prayer. I love it so much if you let me know. If I encouraged you, inspired you, I love it if you let me know. And so, yeah, get that book. It's on Amazon, or you can get it on my website. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.